This episode of the MGMA podcast is brought to you by Walmart Business. It's the Walmart you love, now for business. Get everything you need for your staff and patients in one place. Enjoy big savings on health and safety products, cleaning supplies, over-the-counter medications, and much more. And don't forget the break room snacks. Create a free account today and start shopping at business.walmart.com. That's business.walmart.com. From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. When you watch someone else that you've helped along the way in some way fill in their gaps or to kind of clear a roadblock that they may have had just in a process, just in a conversation, if you see them succeed with their goals, hundreds times better than actually doing it myself. So I'm not sure if it's in my DNA, but it's it's who I am at my core and who I've always wanted to be. That's Debbie Hudson, business development and account executive at SVMIC, talking about the rewards of helping other leaders succeed in their healthcare careers. We'll hear more from Debbie in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor. Are you still asking your patients, how did you hear about us? Listen, there are better ways to track that. Your great reputation, fantastic website, and amazing advertising campaigns don't matter if they don't bring in new patients. If you're not collecting data on your marketing efforts, you're wasting your marketing spend. Visit get.socialclimb.com slash MGMA to learn how Social Climb's platform helps you get more patients with data-backed marketing that tracks patients from first touch to a scheduled visit and beyond. There's no need to ask, how did you hear about us? With Social Climb, you'll know. Our guest today is Debbie Hudson, business development and account executive at SVMIC. Debbie's here today to talk about her journey as a healthcare leader, the benefits of mentors, mentoring, and growing a strong network as aspects of career growth. Well, Debbie, thanks so much for joining us on the MGMA Insights Podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, great. Well, um, I've been looking over your uh, resume, so to speak. I guess they kind of live on LinkedIn. And so I went out there and did some research on you and talked to some other MGMA people who you have worked very closely with. And uh, just to fill in our audience here, you are currently business development and account executive at SVMIC. Um, Tell us a little bit. You can tell us a little bit about SVMIC if you want. You give us an idea of the kind of work you do there. Thank you. Um, SVMIC is a regional malpractice insurance company. We're based in Brentwood, Tennessee, and we are physician owned and led. So in my job, I look for opportunities to insure physicians and I work directly with the physicians and their practice executives. We joke to, it's not a joke, we try to keep them as bulletproof as possible. So malpractice insurance is a pretty big deal. Uh, myself, I consider myself a connector. I listen to their pain points 
and I connect them with coworkers who can help them. It might be a claims attorney, a medical practice executive, um, a nurse consultant, and we try to truly be partners with our physicians and their practice executives. Okay. Now, you and I were talking offline. You told me that you're known around there as a bit of a road warrior, or at least you have been. Bring us up to speed. I don't know if uh, COVID or anything that has changed your driving patterns throughout the week. Uh, give us an idea of the kind of mileage you put on the tires and uh, why you feel like maybe it, it is important for you to be face-to-face -face with those practitioners, cl clinicians, uh, administrators, everybody else that you meet with? It is important to meet face-to-face -face, and obviously that's the first choice. However, COVID has indeed changed that. Before the before, before COVID hit, I was doing 60,000 miles in about 18 months. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we went into complete shutdown. We're still crawling back out, but we're finding that physicians and their practice executives are figuring out ways to be more creative. So we can jump on a Zoom call like we're doing now. We can do it over the telephone. I can show up and speak to their practice executive and meet with the doctor. We just do whatever our physicians, since we're physician-owned, they drive the bus, they tell us exactly what their needs are, and we meet them. Okay, that is a great recap. Thank you for that. Now, I mentioned earlier that you do have a close association with MGMA. Um, just looking over some notes, it looks like you've worked in some capacity or another, partnered with MGMA for almost a decade-ish. Um, you can clarify or uh, correct me on that if I'm wrong, but talk about that journey and really what your role is there and, and how'd you get involved with MGMA in the first place? Well, I'm fortunate to have had many volunteer jobs with MGMA as a fellowship paper grader and then as a team leader. I was an MGMA liaison to many states several years ago. I currently serve as the vice chair of the ACMPE Certification Commission. 20 plus years ago, I changed careers from being a loan officer at a bank to the practice manager of a GI practice. And my sister was a medical office manager at the time and introduced me to people in my area and took me to my very first local MGMA meeting. There I met amazing people who were willing to fill in my gaps of healthcare knowledge. I knew a lot about a lot, but I didn't know much about healthcare, <laughs> jumping from banking to healthcare. The financial part was great, but the rest, I did have some serious gaps. So. They welcomed me in and I quickly became active in the local, met people on the state level, jumped into leadership there. And then I watched colleagues of mine volunteering on the national level. So I wanted to be just like them. I, uh, as soon as I got my fellowship, I started volunteering. So almost 20 years of being a part of MGMA, but in some volunteer role, just a little over 10. Okay. Okay. So. Um... In further reading about you, I've learned that one of the things that you're passionate about is serving as a mentor for individuals who may be pursuing certifications through MGMA, a mentor to people in healthcare as they're climbing that ladder as well. Tell us about that journey and really tell us about how you got interested. You got the mentoring bug, so to speak. Did you have great mentors on the way? I mean, where did that come from? I did. Uh, I'm a product of mentoring, basically. 
I've worked in several industries, fashion merchandising, banking, lending, and I have never seen before an industry that had such a camaraderie of people who wanted to see other people succeed. So specifically within MGMA, so I want to be a lifetime learner and I encourage other people to do the same. So I feel that the body of knowledge is a roadmap to success. It was for me. And if you just study the body, body of knowledge, whether you ever take the test or not, you're going to be a better practice executive. Once you have the knowledge base, obviously you want to take that test. You want the validation of the credentials that shows that you are a certified, certified practice manager, excuse me, certified practice executive. And you want to show to the stakeholders, to your physicians, to your colleagues that you have those credentials. So it, I'm passionate about it because I see what it did for me. I see how I was able to take that knowledge and become an expert in practice management. And I want everybody to experience that lifetime of learning. Yeah, and that's really why I wanted to have you on the show because you have, you're a shining example of someone who's taken some of the tools, resources, education, networking, et cetera, that MGMA offers. And I say that because I, I don't want people to take this as, hey, we're doing an infomercial for MGMA. I wanted to show an actual success story and what it's meant to your career. Um, talk about that side of it, because you are a lifelong learner, but when you think about maybe some of the uh, places in your career where either you've gotten promoted or you've found a solution within a medical practice or within your job, what has that lifelong learning and that um, education through MGMA done for you in those situations and in your career? It has given me exposure to people who are experts in the field, who have done the work, who have the credentials, who are respected by their peers. It's given me access to knowledge. It's given me access to data and a networking, uh, kind of a network of people that I can always draw from and that still invest in me today. I still have some of those people who've mentored and helped me along the way through MGMA. And then it gives me a, a chance to be a part of a network, a network of people who want to give back. Okay, okay. I want to take a deeper dive into that. So also in learning about you and trading some emails back and forth, you've said that you enjoy nurturing and connecting with healthcare professionals. I want to go a little deeper on that. Where did you get that giving back attitude? I know that you talked about mentoring. I don't know if it was just in your DNA or what, where did that come from? I think it's because I'm true, as I said before, I'm truly a product of mentoring. In every job that I've had, in everything that I have done, I have found a network of people who cared enough. You know, the world is very competitive in a lot of different industries. And to find people who want to see me succeed makes me want to be a person who wants to see others succeed. I, I say all the time, for me becoming certified was for me, it was for my physicians. For me becoming a fellow was for me. Okay. And achieving that was huge, absolutely. But when you watch someone else that you've helped along the way in some way, fill in their gaps or to 
kind of clear a roadblock that they may have had just in a process, just in a conversation. If you see them succeed with their goals, hundreds times better than actually doing it myself. So I'm not sure if it's in my DNA, but it's it's who I am at my core and who I've always wanted to be. Okay, that's awesome. So you've been talking about the FACMPE. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, when you got that certification, what prompted you to sort of climb that healthcare mountain, so to speak? And I, I really like that you distinguish that the certification you got earlier you really did that because you felt like that would um, come back to uh, the providers, to the teams that you work with. Whereas when you went to that extra level, uh, to the, the fellow side of it, that was, that was a personal achievement for you. That was the primary driver there. So talk about those journeys. I was fortunate in attending an ACMPE certification breakout session in Tennessee with one of the Tennessee MGMA pioneers, Martha Johnson. And she convinced me to be certified and, and showed me the ROI, so to speak. She was all about money and mm -hmm. showed me what it would mean to my physicians. Your physicians, you want to be board certified, right? Why wouldn't you want that for yourself? So that was the mentality that I, that I settled on that. Then I, she nudged me, pushed me, you know, forced me into completing my fellowship. And I'm not going to lie, fellowship was hard for me. I wrote my paper on mentoring, shocker. Right? <laughs> um, it was hard to uh, package something so subjective yeah. in fellowship paper. I could have written on days in AR. I could have written on so many other things. I was passionate about mentoring. And because of what I had received, I felt like I needed to help others become mentors. So I went through that process and I received my fellowship in 2010 in New Orleans. So you can only imagine the celebration that took place there. Mm -hmm. And as I said, that gave me an opportunity then to start working with fellows and start grading papers, have those hard conversations that people had with me about, okay, here's what it needs to look like and show them that it is possible to package it together and turn it into a paper. Okay. So specifically about that uh, FACMPE, what is that meant to you in your career? I know you said that one was more personal. Um, and I guess it helped you be very introspective about, you could say mentoring means a lot to me, but to really have to drill down and be very academic about it and put pen to paper, so to speak, that's a whole different way to address it. So what has that fellowship uh, meant to your career in these last few years? I guess that was since New Orleans. So that was what, three years ago? Is that uh, right? 2010. So 11. Oh, 2010. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. so a previous New Orleans. That was prior to my, uh, yeah, we were <laughs> more recently, we're also in New Orleans as well. Yeah, pre-COVID New Orleans was a completely different experience. Yes, yes. Um, now it, Achieving fellowship gave me the credentials to be recognized by the employers now that I have as an expert in practice management and as a person who uh, could be a leader. I work in, in what I do, I, I work very independently. So it, it let them know that I was capable of independent thinking and that I could be a remote worker and do the things that I needed to do without having to be told how to do that. It gave me a 
uh, basically a validation of the practice executives and the physicians that I serve every single day. And when they hear FACMPE, they immediately stop and listen and they give that the respect because they know I've earned it. So that kind of validation helps me. But being a fellow helps me every single day because I, I am now in that network that allows me to help other people and to recognize other fellows. And we say in Tennessee all the time, fellows beget fellows. So the more people that you get in the network who are working on their certification, who are looking at the people in leadership, if they are fellows, then it's kind of like I was 10, 15, 20 years ago. I wanted to be like those people. So I would go to those people and say, how did you achieve it? It gives you an opportunity to tell your story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, and I would be remiss to not mention that you will be starting your role as chair of the ACMPE certification committee. That's going to take place starting in Boston uh, at our leaders conference. It's going to be October 9th through 12th. I want to stop first and just say congratulations. And second, what is, what does that mean? What are your duties in that role? <laughs> hey, it, it is beyond the dream. It's it's a huge honor to follow. Number one, to follow after, and to still serve with the people that I consider my own personal heroes. Um, the ACMP Certification Commission, though, is responsible for maintaining the rigor the value, the prestige, and the collegiality of the certification and the fellowship programs. And we make recommendations to the MGMA board to keep certification and fellowship relevant and valuable to practice executives. Things change all the time in the world of practice management. We work with the ACMPE forum reps in each state to help them uh, coach their membership and their certification and fellowship goals. And it's difficult work because you have to be a change agent. It's not the most comfortable job in the world. (laughs) Necessary to be a change agent to ensure that we continue to be the gold standard for practice management. Okay. Well, you're not done there in Boston either with that uh, anointment, so to speak. You're also going to be leading an ACMPE certification boot camp if someone's interested. What can they expect to learn? That's going to be a three-hour workshop, hands-on, led by Debbie. What what can somebody expect to learn in those three hours? What's that about? Well, you know, we're going to start with stretching, some push. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, the ACMPE certification boot camp is, as you said, it's an intensive three-hour review of the body of knowledge. The body of knowledge is the framework of the certification exams. So we're going to go through every one of, there are six domains. We're going to go through every domain. Now it's going to be a gallop, as you can well imagine. Three hours is not, we could take a week to do this, but we have three hours. So we're going to go through that. We're going to answer questions. We have sample questions from all of the domains and the attendees will go home with a bank of questions sort of a sample test, if you will, that they can go home and test their own knowledge against what they have learned at the boot camp. 
we're going to review the highlights of the certification program, and then we're going to give some test taking tips. I am a um, anxious test taker, not even reformed, but want to give some tips and tricks of kind of how to calm yourself down during the test taking process. Uh, I need that for life and any tests. I wish I had that back in high school and college when I had to take tests, but uh, that ship has sailed. So <laughs> I want to follow up with you on that, though. Do you have any resources or tools that you can share with our listeners who may be interested in uh, learning more about certification and really what it can mean to them as a healthcare leader as they grow in their careers? Absolutely. But my recommendation, the first best step is to go to the MGMA website, mgma.com. Click on education and you will see ACMPE and the body of knowledge. It's very clearly marked. That's a good first step of actually looking at the body of knowledge. See where you may have gaps. See if that's something that you would be interested in. You may already know this information and you just need to sit down and take the test. Some people do. I've heard, I've heard about those people. That was not my experience, as I said, so, since I'm an anxious test taker. But um, this is the best first step. Uh, I would recommend if they're interested in going to the boot camp, that they would register and register early. Last year, we had about 100, 103 around that area. So it should be a, a good full boot camp class, we hope. And you're welcome to share my email. It's deborah.hudson at svmic.com. I'm happy to walk you through the website. I'm happy to send you information, anything that I can do to help you along and achieve, achieve your goals, I'm willing to do. Okay. And there may be some push-ups and uh, other <laughs> workouts going on there too. Maybe I, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, Debbie, it has been such a joy to get to meet you uh, finally after hearing so much about you. And thanks for joining the MGMA Insights podcast and sharing all these thoughts and tools and tips with us today. Thank you. It's an honor. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Debbie Hudson, Business Development and Account Executive at SVMIC. Debbie will be leading a workshop at the Medical Practice Excellence Leaders Conference in Boston, Sunday, October 9th. Debbie and Tracy Bird will lead a three-hour workshop titled ACMPE Certification Boot Camp. Go to mgma.com events to learn more about the program. And as a reminder, early bird registration is available through August 2nd. We also want to thank Social Climb for sponsoring this week's show. If you're not collecting data on your marketing efforts, you're wasting your marketing spend. Visit get.socialclimb.com MGMA to learn how Social Climb's platform helps you get more patience with data-backed marketing that tracks patients from first touch to a scheduled visit and beyond. If you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com slash listen. And if you want to add to the conversation or suggest experts for us to interview, 
email us at podcast at mgma.com, or you can find me on Twitter at MGMA Daniel. Stay safe, and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Declan McGee, one of the producers for the MGMA Insights podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. Thanks. The popular buzzword we've been seeing everywhere is AI. But what we all want to know is how we can implement and use it to our advantage. When it comes to improving margins, accelerating cash flow, and optimizing staff performance, there's a one-stop shop using cloud-based predictive analytics. MGMA Analytics is your AI-enabled tool that upscales technology you've already been paying for, so you can silo your disparate systems and make data-backed business decisions. Visit mgma.com analytics and see how AI can revolutionize your finances and operations. Again, visit mgma.com analytics today.